Good morning, and thanks for tuning into the Vine and Branches podcast. My name is Allie O'Neill, and today we're going to be talking about emotions and how you can get a handle on them. So for any of you who tuned in last year in October, I did a segment called Using Your Emotions as a Gauge, Not a Guide. So if you have not heard this, um, please feel free to go back and listen to that episode. You do not need to listen to it to move forward in this one, but it is helpful. So I want to talk a little bit more about getting hold of these emotions, what the purpose of emotions are, and then what we actually end up doing with our emotions which causes ends up causing problems for us in our daily life. Um, so emotions are important, but they shouldn't be clouding the lens that we're going to perceive the world with. So emotions are great because they can allow us to feel angry, which then lets us want to fight for justice. Uh, it can make us feel happy so we can enjoy moments. It can make us feel sad we can mourn the loss of someone else or end up celebrating the life of someone else. And emotions are important because they also allow us to have empathy and compassion for other people. So emotions aren't totally bad. They're good. However, when we let these emotions cloud our judgment and let us perceive the world in a different way, this is when they become a problem. I'll use a common example that's probably really familiar for people who are on Facebook or social media. Someone puts up a a political post or a post about anything really, and they're just stating a fact or their opinion. They're They're omitting emotion out of this. It's just a fact or an opinion without emotion. Then the problem comes in because people are commenting through emotion rather than fact or opinion. And this is where people become irrational. Because emotions can actually turn us inward and make it about me and further away from the reality of a situation. So our ego, human beings' ego is is a big issue. We're always thinking about how is this going to affect me? How does this make me feel? And we're so inward that we're not thinking of other people that are involved. Sometimes we can even end up dwelling on our anger and our insecurities. And dwelling on these anger and insecurities can end up being portrayed outward to other people. And then we're pushing this anger and insecurity on other people. So I think the best thing that we can do is look closely at the emotions that we're feeling. Because the first question we can ask is, are they justified? Is what I'm feeling actually justified? And at the end of it all, is it going to lose significance under scrutiny? So if I was to scrutinize my emotions, are they going to lose significance? So everyone thinks that they are rational. The funny thing is that we're not. Rationality is not organic. It's something that takes practice and something that we have to work on. We are irrational beings. And Coming from a place of rationality is the best way to get a hold of our emotions. So this means that we should be using rationality as our guide rather than our emotions. So 
you're going to have to really learn how to question yourself. Is what I'm feeling appropriate to what happened? Is what I'm feeling appropriate to the facts? And this is something that we constantly have to do with ourselves. We're constantly having to question ourselves as to whether what we are feeling is in alignment with what is actually happening in the world around us. Because whenever something goes wrong, we naturally seek an explanation. So usually we try to seek that within ourselves. We try, we question ourselves. We wonder what did we do wrong? And sometimes this can lead to bad decisions and miscalculations because our minds are governed, governed by emotions. So if we already know that our natural tendency is to be governed by our emotions, then why don't we try to come from a place of rationality? The thing about emotions is that bubbles can occur in them. And here's what I mean by this. Because of the actual intense pull that they're going to have on people, it overwhelms our reasoning power. So this is why it's not organic. If emotions are our governing body and our minds, then it makes it extremely difficult to come from a rational place of reason. And because we actually don't confront the actual problems, these bubbles are going to keep repeating and forming negative patterns. So this is where these negative patterns come from. So usually when we're dealing with emotion, we're dealing with how we're feeling, not the actual problem of the situation. So not the reality. So when we keep putting this off and going, this made me feel like this, instead of what can I do to fix this situation, we're going to form negative patterns, which means that these problems can start coming up again and again and again. So I think that it's really hard to learn from experience when we're not looking in, when we're not looking inward at ourselves to a point of, like I said before, is this justified or is it going to lose significance under scrutiny? Okay, so this is going to lead into where I left off. Um, I have a two-year-old, and sometimes he ends up needing me for stuff, so I have to pause in certain spots. So I left off with it's, it's hard to learn from experience when we're not actually looking inward in terms of is, is this emotion justified and is it going to lose significance under scrutiny? So let's talk about the origin of emotions. So emotions are actually, they originate as a physical arousal. And it's designed to actually capture our attention and cause us to take notice of something that's around us. Which is important because they begin as chemical actions and sensations. And then we're going to have to actually translate them into words to try to understand them. So emotions aren't something that we can always understand right from the bat. This is something that we have to translate because emotion needs to be translated into language. So in other words, it's that we don't have conscious access to the actual origins of our emotions and the moods that these emotions are going to generate within us. 
So we're going to feel them. And then all we can do is try to interpret that emotion and translate it into language. We're doing this with other people. We're trying to, we have the emotion. We're trying to feel it out, see where it's coming from. And then we're trying to translate it to other people so they can come from a place of understanding what it is that we're feeling ourselves. But I think that many times we end up lack we end up latching onto interpretations that are simple and that suit us and that is a problem. So we're taking the best interpretation that suits us in that situation and we're latching onto that versus what that emotion's true meaning may actually be. So for example, tr- Children who end up feeling abandoned by their parents are going to tend to create patterns of abandonment later on in their life, and they're not even going to really see the reason. So yesterday I talked about triggers. This is actually a trigger point for them, recreating that abandonment in their life. So emotions evolved for different reasons other than just cognition. And what I mean by that is that these two forms of relating to the world are not actually connected seamlessly in our brains. So emotions are separate from cognition itself. So we end up dwelling on our fears, intensifying them, and then making them the last... Um, making them last well past the moment of danger that we're actually experiencing, even to the point of feeling constant anxiety. So our emotions are supposed to be good because they're supposed to be giving us that physical arousal that's capturing our attention and causing us to notice these dangers and these possible threats. And then what we're doing is we're elongating them and making them go way past the point of what the time that it was intended to be used for and then we're creating anxiety within ourselves. So I think that a lot of the things that we obsess about or we have anxiety about are they all stem from emotion because rather than using emotion for its intended purpose we are creating like a long suffering for ourselves. We're creating a suffering that wasn't meant to be there as long as it is. It was supposed to, you know, let us know, hey, there's a possible threat. Hey, this was wrong. This shouldn't have happened. Um, or this, this is good. You should be happy. And then we take it out of context. So again, I'll just highlight, if you want to get a hold of your emotions, you need to see through a lens, a lens that is not clouded by emotion. The second thing that you need to do is you need to make sure that you are questioning yourself. Am I looking too inward in a way that I'm making everything about me? Are my emotions significant to what is going on? And if not, is it going to lose significance after all of this is over? Like, am I going to look back at this situation and feel like I overreacted or I was irrational? So we want to come from a place of rationality, which is not organic, but is something that is going to take practice. So just because we try to come from a rational place the first time doesn't mean that our emotions aren't going to try to invade again and get in the way. Um, Some of you might have said before, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to say that I wasn't even thinking. 
And it's true, you weren't. You weren't thinking about what was going to come out of your mouth. You acted off of emotion. You felt something. You weren't quite sure what it was that you were feeling. And then you tried translating it into a language to someone else. And it came out totally wrong. I think a lot of the times we don't stop and ponder. We don't stop and think, okay, what am I feeling? What does this translate to? And how can I communicate it? Because it takes time. And a lot of times people want an immediate response because you feel something with a snap and then you're in the middle of a conversation and you don't take the time to pull away from it. Sometimes things need to be discussed then and there, but the conversation can always be revisited versus saying something that is based off of emotion. Uh, I remember being in a conversation or multiple conversations where I was told, Okay, so you're using I feel a lot. What do you think? Because when you're coming to someone, you're saying, I feel like X, Y, or Z. Sometimes this may not hold any rapport with someone. Because people are so tired of hearing how other people feel. Because in a world where everyone is feeling and people aren't even thinking for themselves, it's really hard to take people seriously. So... When I have a client that I'm talking to and I hear, well, you know, this really made me feel angry and I wouldn't have done X, Y, or Z if this person wouldn't have made me feel like this. And then I ask the person, so if you had to look back at the situation, do you think that you reacted properly? And most of the time I get the response, I think I acted appropriately, or I feel like I acted appropriately. The I feel runs everything. It's not I think, but I feel. So this is something that I just keep reiterating because sometimes listen to the language that you're putting out to other people when you're communicating to them and how you're saying things. Because people who keep saying, I feel like X, Y, or Z, in most of their conversations with other people, whether it's argument or explaining themselves or just having casual conversation, these are your extremely emotional human beings. People who come from, I think, are coming from more of a rational place. This has taken practice. It's taken a while for them to get there because it's not organic, but they're coming from a place of rationality. Now, some of you are probably thinking, well, what about the people who are super emotional and we just know we're emotional? Hey, I'm with you. That is me. I am a highly emotional human being. My husband says that sometimes I can feel someone else's pain so much that I take the burden on my shoulders and I start feeling what other people are feeling. And then I want to fix and I want to help. It's why I'm in the profession that I am. I enjoy helping other people. I feel other people's pain. And though it's sometimes a blessing, it is also a curse because we all have problems of our own and we cannot feel what someone else is feeling all the time because it is not healthy. However, we can help them think. So when emotion is clouding their judgment, we can try to help and be more intentional from a place of rationality. So I hope that this was helpful today. Um, 
like I said, if you haven't heard my using emotions as a gauge, not a guide, it does use a really great biblical perspective. And I've heard from many of you, it's been really helpful, which is why I wanted to expand on this, you know, this year. So I'm not positive what my next... Uh, podcast is going to be on. However, I am going to try to get a friend who just started a mental um, health awareness company. So I'm going to see if I can get him on here and talk with you guys. So I hope that you have a great day and God bless you all.